0: welcome in according to sources i am sd2 mike sean davis i got with me two of the dopest Contributors, writers, NBA writers, and just writers for anything culturally relevant. At Mr. Crawford D. Brian Crawford, and, and what's the what's the, that's the alias? Twitter I ain't handle now. <laughs> I'm not
1: a, I'm not on Twitter no more, man. Oh, you or dropped it? it? No, nah, I'm a, I'm not on Twitter no
0: more. The antagonist is no longer yeah, on Twitter. I'm no longer on Twitter. No, on Twitter.
1: No, that's why you? y'all ain't seen me. That's why I've been quiet. I'm not on
0: Twitter. <laughs> and then Chris Casey, who covers the NBA and lots of cultural things for GQ, other Ho- hoop magazine all types of publications, man. C4 Dunk, what's up, bro? How's it going, man? Man, I love this. We're going to be bringing you all NBA basketball news, period, each and every week. So, we talked about, like, the show last night via text, right? We went over the outline, like, yeah, we'll talk about these things. And lo and behold, I got James Butler (laughs) gives us our lead in for today.
2: I was seeing red or whatever color was in front of my eyes, like, I was it was emotion, it was passion, that's what it was. And to tell you the truth, this is the truth. I didn't go at those two. One of them came at me. One of them came at me, and I just- Which one? Cat, Cat came at me. I, we're up in practice, and he says anybody can get this work. I said, do it to me. That's all that I said. I said, every time I get switched out onto you, you pass it. I'm a competitor, I'm in here talking, come at me. If you score on me, I'ma tap you on your butt. I, can, I don't know if I can say ass, okay. <laughs> Good move. You got the best of me, I mean, but that, you got to do it every time. That interaction you just described with Cat—that sounds good, right? That's what you want from him, and he wants from you. It depends on. Did it not feel that way? It depends on how you look at it. Am I being tough on him? Yeah, yeah. I'm. That's who I am. But I'm not the most talented player. Mm-hmm. Who's the most talented player on our team? Cat. Who's the most God-gifted player on our teams? Wigs. Wigs got the longest arms, biggest hands, can jump the highest, can run the fastest. But like, who plays the hardest? me.
0: Gooch. The Gooch. <laughs> so, according to sources, that's source Adrian Wojnarowski, ESPN Zone. Uh, he tweeted out about four hours ago a lot of Minnesota players left Timberwolves practice today energized by Butler's performance, mesmerized with him taking into the bench players and running the table on the regular, sources said. At the end, he marched out like it was a mic drop. <laughs> Butler delivered a tour de force. Uh, this is crazy because, first of all, Let's speculate. Looking at this roster, let's speculate the five or the four players <laughs> Jimmy had with him, right? Maybe um, Tyus, Jones is, Tyus Jones, no, but Tyus definitely. Jones, Tyus Jones.
3: We're talking third string, then we're talking like those guys who are just on the fringe. Yeah, the training like, camp, yeah. like like the invite guys. Yeah, yeah. them dudes. Like we're talking like guys who will be two way on two way contracts or likely overseas.
1: I told you who I thought the five was. I said it was Jimmy, Kata Base Diop, Tyus Jones, Justin Patton, and Lou And You thought he had old Lou with Man, they ran them boys out the gym, (laughs) man.
3: (laughs)
0: Now, what also came out of this is that he threw a lot of verbal challenges at teammates, coaches, and the front office. And one of the things that was documented by several people that were there according to sources is that you can't effing win without me. You need me, basically. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that at all. Why did they bring him back knowing that they had a deal? Supposedly we talked about it. Tom Thibodeau has been sabotaging the deals. Pat Riley has sent expletives towards Tom Thibodeau, according to sources. So, I mean, with this situation, was it even smart to bring Jimmy back in there because you knew he would have motivation to just disrespect the guys he doesn't even respect in the first place?
3: I don't know if it was, um, like, I get it. I get that he was there working out when, you know, the team is on the road. But to actually have this guy scrimmage while you're in the midst of trying to move him, that didn't make any sense to me at all because, you know, you know, Lord forbid he gets injured, then the deal is completely off the table. Yeah. So I I didn't get him scrimmaging with him at all. From his standpoint, I get it. You know, you're rusty. You're trying to get back in basketball shape. You haven't played in any of the preseason games. Then go through training camp and— all your workouts have been that makes it even worse. relegated he to one of was killing dudes while he was rusty? It, 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 exactly. My point, and then to hear teammates were, quote-unquote, mesmerized, yeah. it's just like, I don't know. It just it paints, you know, it, it not only looks bad for him in a certain aspect, but, you know, it just makes all those, you know, rumors and stuff just about, you know, the work ethic and, you know, just the intensity from guys like... Carl Anthony Towns and Wiggins. It like kind of confirms that because if a guy who's been out this long comes back, he's killing you. He's talking trash to you with third stringers. Both of you guys are the future cornerstones of the franchise, and we don't. We didn't hear any reports of them going back at him verbally or standing up to him. It just it basically kind of confirms like all of those allegations and things that we heard just about the heart of those guys. Man, it was staged. Oh yeah, it was staged, and the Timberwolves <laughs> was in on
1: it. I'ma say it. <laughs> <laughs> they knew it. There's no way you' gonna trade somebody, or you actively trying to shop somebody, and you know he got a problem with dudes, and you know they got a problem with him, and then you gonna bring him in to practice. He gonna eat them up, and then he gonna sit down with Rachel Nichols a couple of hours later. Nah, man, I'm not going. Yeah, that's... that was that was that was completely contrived. But this is like we was talking about earlier. Like I. The the problem that I have with the NBA now is that, to me, it doesn't feel like it's about the competition anymore, and it's about the entertainment. Like everything that happened today, that was like wrestling, man. Like come on, like like I know there's some truth to a lot of that. Like I know Jimmy got a problem with Towns. I know he got a problem with Wiggins. I know he think they soft. I know all of that. But I'm talking about everything else. Like like you said, like what if he get what if he would got hurt today? What if he'd went out like Derek and got. A elbow in elbow the eye. and elbow, yeah, you know what I'm saying, or like Laurie with like something with his elbow, like anything could have happened, right? And you trying to trade him, yeah. So like, what's going on here? Like, why do we need this drama around the Minnesota Timberwolves? Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't get that.
0: Jimmy has been known for going at younger players in practice, even when he was here in Chicago, talking trash during tra- training camp. I guess maybe that's his mode of trying to toughen guys up. That's his way of love to say, "Yo." Come on, I think at this point, he's probably just fed up with Townsend Wiggins. And it was just about, look, I don't like you. I'm going to double down to let you know I really don't like you. I want to see if you really want this smoke, Wiggins, since you were talking crazy on Instagram. I'm looking out for Steve Jack, too. I want to see what he says <laughs> man, on Instagram. He, man, Jimmy he has to have something to say behind this Man, today. Jimmy read from the book of Kobe.
1: That's all that was, man. When Kobe went to practice that time and walked off the court and told him, y'all ain't this, that, and the third. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was the same thing. I, Be personally, like, I feel Jimmy. Like, I get it. Like, knowing how he came up and how competitive he was, seeing him in the Bulls locker room when he wasn't getting no minutes to now, like, I understand where he coming from. Like, it's hard to run with people who don't have that same drive as you do. But at the same time, you know, now you being a jerk, now nah, it's going to be some expectations. Now you're going to have to win. Like, now you're doing all this talking and making these scenes. Like, anybody giving you the benefit of doubt no more, dude? Like, now you got to, like, you now if you want you want to be the man, now you got to show it. If he gets to the
0: Miami Heat in the next week or so, you know, what's the forecast for them with Jimmy Butler? I mean, even if Miami gives up, you know, what's I been? think Winslow and um, Richardson, Richardson have been involved. Yeah. yeah. Um,
3: you know, I still think, you know, they'll be, what, in like that mid Tier of the Eastern Conference. I don't think you know adding a Jimmy Butler with who's the second uh, piece there, Hassan Whiteside, like, yeah, that it's not yeah. a tandem that's scaring anybody. <laughs> no, nah, like, they you know, definitely
1: bottom, bottom, bottom four. In in the the, the, no, not bottom feet is the bottom four in the top eight. I think if you add. Yeah, because Miami will still yeah. play hard. Yeah, know. I mean, I think if you add Jimmy Butler, like, you know, that's a player who's going to go out there and, and compete. He can get you to the playoffs. He ain't won no series yet, yeah, yeah. but he could definitely get you to the playoffs, so.
0: According to sources, the Phoenix Suns relieved Ryan McDonough of his role as general manager Monday. A little more than a week before the start of the NBA season, the Suns have handed the task of running the franchise to vice president of basketball operations James Jones and assistant general manager Trevor Buckstein on an interim basis. But according to sources, a lot of people saying that James Jones has the inside track to get the full-time gig there as a general manager. Straight finesse. <laughs> another, if you're a conspiracy theorist out there, another connection to LeBron and Clutch Sports mm-hmm. possibly trying to run the NBA. But with all this being said, were you surprised by the firing? And well, I want to get into, I know, BC, you had discussions, if you want to release it, some discussions, how Devin Booker ended up having to play the point or the plan of the Suns having them run point when you have all, a superstar shooting guard in the making. I mean, I think Ryan McDonough. Very
1: young guy. What was he like? Thirty five or something yeah, like really that. Young. He didn't really know what he was doing. Like he wasn't, you know, he wasn't a basketball guy. Nice dude. He just, you know, I was told that not being able to get a point guard in there kind of like did him in. You know what I'm saying? Like because you got you got Devin Book on the wing, and yeah, his hand is messed up or whatever. He's out for a couple of weeks, but that guy is a scorer out on the wing. You don't want him. Bringing the ball up and then having to, you know, make plays for other people and then come back down and play defense and then still try to get his numbers like that's not gonna work, you know. And you, you had you got rid of Brandon Knight, um, you got rid of Alfred Payton, Tyler Ulyss, Tyler Uless, Um and then not to mention, you know, they had Bless on there at one point, you know Isaiah Thomas at another point. So they've had all types of positions filled except that point guard spot, and you know. Like that's a huge hole. Like that's a, especially in the West. Like you can't you can't go up against yeah because you're going Golden up against a top point guard almost every night. Houston out there. and yeah. Denver yeah, and exactly. Portland. Yeah. You know and the Lakers. Like you can't go up against some dudes. You ain't got no point guard. You definitely can't go up against them with your best player being your primary ball handler. So, you know that was just, I you know, it was shocking. I guess in terms of the timing of it, but you know some people in and around Phoenix kind of saw that coming and they kind of saw the finesse happening, so. So the finesse has been going on as far yeah. as James Jones for? Uh, most definitely. definitely. Most, well, I mean, I, I mean, and then you talk about the whole Clutch Sports thing and LeBron, like, LeBron has kind of had his handprint in Phoenix from afar for a very long time, you know what I'm saying? So this is just a continuation
3: of that. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't, um, it's Phoenix, and if you just look at the track record the last what, five, six years, just the coaching firing. They, like when they had Goran Dragic there, they had Bledsoe, they had like Knight. At one time they had this three-point guard lineup. It's just it didn't – it seemed they were doing these experiments that just weren't working or they like felt that they were bad so they could experiment. And having Devin Booker, a bona fide scorer, uh, I can get the logic in, you know, saying – well, look at how it worked out for Houston and James Harden. We're putting the ball in his hand. We turned him into a playmaker. Two completely different players. Their body, their build is different at all. And you want to definitely uh, go with a player's strength and not, you know, have him thrown into something he's never been accustomed to so far. So not surprising at all. And I think uh, James Jones is not a, not that bad a choice. I mean, he's going to be learning on the fly. But I just remember conversations when he was with Cleveland and Miami one of the brightest minds, like, in the NBA, not have a full-on... I think the last time I spoke with him is uh, during a road game when Cleveland was here, and he basically, like, held court in the locker room, and it was just, like, a 10-minute conversation with a few reporters on just the CBA and, you know, um, just forecasting things five years from now. This is a guy who obviously knows, you know, what he's doing uh, when he getting there, so I don't think that, you know this will be a deer in the headlight situation. And like you said, the clutch sports thing, you know, does help them a little bit. I don't know. It's still Phoenix, you know, at the end of the day. So I don't know how much it helps them. It does. It doesn't hurt at all. But, you know, just the fact that it's Phoenix and looking at the track record the last five-year owner, uh, Sarver, and, you know, just the way he's handled things the last few years didn't surprise me at all. I'm not convinced clutch sports is, like,
1: that deal i don't i don't i've yet to see that like i don't i don't i think i think it's more about the name as far as like who it's associated with i don't really know if it's really got that appeal quite like that like just, as far
0: as the clients or like just being just able influence. to like you know,
1: just influence okay. you know what i'm saying like yeah okay like i look at james jones yeah he got that clutch sports relationship but i think you know bigger and beyond that is you want your gm to be relatable You know what I'm saying? Like, and and this is a guy who just got out the league. You know, like you said, this is a guy with a great basketball mind. So he can kind of, you know, he can kind of build a team. Like, he's played on, you know, championship caliber and championship level teams. So, Mm -hmm. you know, he knows what that is. But the clutch sport tie-in, you know, everything circling back to LeBron, I don't really like that, man. Like, that's low-hanging fruit.
2: Davis going to pull up, shoots from 22,
0: knocks it home, 33 points in a must-win performance for A.D. and the Pelicans here in New Orleans. Left wing Rondo fakes on the three, drives the lane, sends it out to Davis. He'll fake on a three. A.D. drives hard and flushes harder with a right hand. According to sources, Chicago's own New Orleans Pelicans star Anthony Davis. He signed with Clutch Sports. That was back on September 23rd where he made it official. Rich Paul, the agent, also boasts clients such as LeBron James, Ben Simmons, and John Wall. Now we have a news of the three teams that are on Anthony Davis's wish list to be traded to if things don't go well in New Orleans this year. I believe it's New York, Boston, and L.A. So, of course, clutch sports in the center of this story, looking at that influence, non-influence. But with that being said, I talked to Brian almost a month ago, and you were telling me the rumblings about this list that A.D. was putting together. Yeah, yeah. Um, back to
1: that Clutch force thing. Like, why that dude need an agent at this point in his career? Oh, A.D.? You, yeah, like, why you need I, an agent I, at this I point think in it's, your career?
3: Um, you know, just having somebody. You look at what they're connected to as far as, like, entertainment and off-the-court things go. I think that's one of the main reasons to have that type of agency in place just so you don't have to worry about it. So I think it's um, a lot because think about it as long as ad has been in the league what what is the biggest like deal he has i think red bull penzoil yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly and this is like arguably like one of the everybody when everybody talks about the top 3 top 5 like he's kind of silently always like forgotten about
1: but that's what i'm saying like what is clutch sport going to get you bigger than that you know what i'm saying what they going to get you like a like a like a movie role or some speaking role in the movie commercial like i'm just trying to understand like when i heard that he signed with Clutch sports my first thought was like ray allen like remember when ray allen was like man i don't need no agent no more all i need is a lawyer yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a you know what i'm saying man. to like read over this paperwork and make everything make sure everything is good now you know ad is a great phenomenal player like but he hasn't really had that off the court impact like yeah. that you know what i'm saying so if you think signing with Clutch sports is gonna get you that all right cool but i mean i think at this point you know name recognition alone but on to the basketball um is ad is he a nike dude yeah okay nike dude um i don't expect him to be in new orleans too long yeah too much that. longer you know yeah. what i'm saying like it's it's just a matter of where you're gonna end up play an option in 2020 you know, I'm, right i'm hoping i'm hoping he make a play to come to the crib that's just me no that right there
0: you would need the pieces I mean, but I mean, were you, you, what, go? you
1: were here free agent in what, two years, Player option years? 2020, but next yeah.
0: summer is the summer that most players have been using with one deal, exactly. one year left, yeah. to go ahead and say, look, I don't want to be here, mm-hmm. yeah. let
1: me go. I mean, the Bulls don't really have that, you know what I'm saying? So like, it's like, you would either have to try to come up with something, get a third team involved and like, try to, you know, finagle it that way. But, um, I what mean, do you want to be here though? Yeah, I mean, I was say, yeah, I would say so. I would say so. Um... New York is nice too. I think we I think we talked about that. Like, yeah, we you know, did. it, it might have been a possibility of him linking up with uh Kyrie in New York, but looks like Kyrie gonna stay in Boston, so that may not happen. But I mean, A D will be like that dude in free agency whenever it comes up. Like if he doesn't get traded in New Orleans before his contract is up, like we'll be talking about him the way we talk about LeBron every summer.
3: Yeah, I agree. I just look at, you know, with players been using that that last year to kind of demand a trade, and you look at the returns, that teams are like getting, getting, yeah,
0: it's just like, so for that si- type f- of... 50, 60 cent on the dollar. Yeah, exactly, yeah. for that
3: type of guy, like say if he did say, hey, Chicago is where I want to go, we know how the Bulls operate in terms of business. What are yeah. they going to like, all right, look, we're not giving up Laurie, we're not giving up –
1: Well, any deal involving Anthony Davis has to
3: involve Laurie. Exactly, yeah. And, and I don't know – So now
1: you put the Bulls like, y'all got to make a
3: decision. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> exactly. and we've seen, you know, with the Bulls, they yeah. have a tendency to hold on guys, you know, probably too, too long. long. Or, you know, they kind of overvalue them. I mean, Laurie is promising – you know, just in the next, what, five years. But when you look at what Anthony Davis already is, do that? does that front office pull that trigger? You get that dude.
1: And he draws. Well, right? well, I'm yeah. just saying, you get him if you in win-now mode. If you're not in win-now mode yeah. and you're still trying to, you know, build exactly. and groom mm-hmm. and all that, and then, nah, don't waste your time. And I don't know if the Bulls got that kind of urgency. That, that, that's that's, <laughs> go, another, that's thing. another thing. I always <laughs> look at
3: the Bulls, I mean, even looking at the draft and everything, like this is going to be a very slow methodical rebuild i mean when you look at free agency like over the last two decades who have been like we're not chicago's not able to get those top tier guys we'll carlos get, boozer
1: is still the biggest free agent name
3: yeah the Bulls exactly carlos boozer and i think you know you can go Dwayne back, Wade. you can go Dwayne wade kind of on the tail end but going back you're looking at ben wallace wow
0: yeah, yeah. We're talking don't get me started that, before man, that man. it was like eddie robinson and like, yeah. like Barry. Yeah. I mean, yeah
3: you look at the free agency track record here and it's uh poor so i just look at if ad does say you know i want to go to chicago what is the sense of urgency from this front office and you know will they pull the trigger on that deal because now when you do make that deal if you're a guard and packs now the pressure is on to win now i don't know if they're ready for that pressure you know, they've been in cruise control for like eight years. Yeah, man. We, look at, <laughs> we even look at how, um, you know, they handled, you know, just with Tibbs here. You had arguably the one and two best team like in the East when you had uh, Chicago and Miami. You know what your need was. You know you needed somebody next to Derek, and they they brought in yeah. Rep Hamilton.
1: They've never you know? they've never made an aggressive move. Yeah, like like even with Trey and Jimmy, like they waited a year to get the same deal mm-hmm. with Zach Levine coming off a torn ACL. You know what I'm saying? Like right. they've never like swung for the fences in yeah. any single like in any move they've ever made. So, I mean, like I said, the only way that happens is. With AD, we have to play out his contract in New Orleans, become a free agent, and
3: decide and decide to come, to, come to Chicago. And once again, like with all free agency, they come to Chicago. You get the free dinner, you get the tour, you get you know, hey, look at the new the Jordan statue is inside. He you, from the crib, so that him. ain't that yeah, ain't that, nothing. that doesn't appeal. That's, that's, that's not going to appeal the, yeah, to him. So you're really not you're you're you not selling to, him on like, you Chicago. To, you're selling right. him on what mm-hmm. we're building. Here, I mean, and when I look at the Bulls, just the last, you know, after the Tibbs area, everything is slow, methodical. And then you got to think about the coach. Yeah,
1: yeah. Fred, look, what this is last year. Yeah, I don't see Fred coming back. I don't either.
3: I, who Does
0: who do he you survive mean? the full season? I think so. Yeah. Who do
3: you? I mean, you think about it. You bring in another coach if you have Chicago once again. We talk. We talk about placing expectations. On your franchise, the Bulls are not in a win now mode. So
0: absolutely not. Yeah, so you're I mean, in a
3: position to where Fred can ride out his contract. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at you're trying to see what Fred can do with this young group. You bring in another coach. Now that pretty much just you know does like a 180 and now okay now now what what are the expectations man you you mentioned
0: playoffs to john paxton it's almost like he saw a deer in front of his car <laughs> he's hitting the brakes like yeah it's like whoa, nah, whoa no no like, don't talk hey, about that like yeah. we're still developing it's one like, day at a time exactly One day and i've time. seen enough
1: of fred horberg
0: you know what he can do and what he can't do <laughs> i'm not convinced according to sources you already mentioned it at uh boston a boston uh celtics fan night kyrie took the mic and uh he said this i and Boston. So Kyrie Irving talking about he'll stay in Boston if Boston, the fans and the organization want him. Was that him ingratiating himself trying to stave off what the rumors and the talk would be during this season not to be a distraction, but at the same time leaving himself a loophole? At the end of the year, to say, Well, you didn't max me out, so obviously you don't want me. So here I am, New York. Here I am, Brooklyn.
1: Very good PR move. I mean, I'm still not convinced until I see him sign. Yeah, you know what I'm stay saying? In like, Boston. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like I keep, you know, I've heard, we talked about it all summer, like, man, Kyrie going to New York. I heard that way too many times for me not to think it's something to that, you know what I'm saying? Especially considering everything they doing up in New York with Fisdale, they got the GM and everything like that him being a New Jersey kid um if he is going to stay I don't blame him like you can't you can't find a better situation right now than Boston you know what I'm saying like you like and that's pretty much your team like sorry Gordon Hayward but yeah now nah, that's Kyrie's squad so and you you built to win so I think a lot will his decision will
0: you know, really hinge on how this season plays out. I'm envious of where the Knicks are as a Bulls fan because I kind of wish the Bulls were right there. Like, you have Knox, who looks like he could be a decent player. I won't put him on an all-star level, but... He can get you a double yeah, double. He's, a, double. Player, he's yeah. a player in the NBA. He's yeah. a scorer. Mm-hmm. He'll get better at that. He'll develop. He'll probably have, be better next to Porzingis once yeah, he comes but, back yeah, but you in have the middle a, of the season. A franchise
3: Cornerstone coming off at seven three, two with the
0: way he plays. Yeah. And a questionable
3: point guard situation.
0: Um That's the question. Are they a draw? Neil Akita. I mean like you got Fizdale. I think you have the right coach, but you still have the same
3: owner and knowing what you know about the next front office. Absolutely.
0: Knicks front office. Questionable
1: point guard situation. Um, Nothing to speak of on the wings whatsoever. You, know, you just I mean, going to diss Timmy like that? Yeah, you going to diss Timmy, diss to Timmy like, that? like that? <laughs> <laughs> Silence. Come on, man. They sent him away. He came back and signed for a bag. And what? how much he signed for? It was something like ridiculous. Like, I don't think it was worth like 12 or 13 points a game, whatever it is he going to put up. Um, I don't know if I'm necessarily envious of them. I just think, I just think they move in. In the right direction, if Dolan can somehow manage to not interfere and let them people do their job, yeah, I, th- I think New York could be one of those destinations. And I, you know, four I,
3: years, I mean, seventy <laughs> one. They were sp- spending. <laughs> they were spending. You know, they was spending. Joe, money. Joe came,
0: got paid.
1: Oh yeah, and that's. I mean, that's another situation where they they gonna buy him out, right? Uh, he,
0: I mean, he's chilling. Yeah, so. he's chilling. You know, he he if they had bought Blunt. him out and somehow he had ended up on that Minnesota roster i'm i'm not oh, sure that little what happened thing, today little, goes the same luo
1: Alding is up there anything can happen man in minnesota um and then you got um wait what else new york got one other thing going on i, I just forgot it slipped my mind but um anyway back to Kyrie. I just think, man, like, Boston is a great situation. I think he's comfortable. I think he understands, like, the position he's in. Like, now he's the man in the East. Like, he understands, like, LeBron is over there now. And mm-hmm. the East is, like, up for grabs. And yeah. you got the best team in the best position to win. You got all of the pieces. You got all of the young players. You got the vet mix. You got the solid coach. You got the smart GM. Great organization. Great town. Like, why else would he leave?
3: So, But I believe that when he signed. Best team in the East, no doubt. No question. Oh, yeah, yeah. When you look at depth and everything, and just going back to his comments, great, great PR move. I mean, knowing what we know about Denny Ainge, this one guy we talk about being hesitant to pull the trigger, yeah. that guy, will he make, will, pull he the will make oh, yeah. the yeah. tough decision, you know, and deal with, you know, the PR mess, you know, afterwards. So we, we see, saw the Isaiah Thomas situation, and now we're looking at Kyrie's Ir- Irving situation. The guy's just coming off a two-knee surgery. Sergio he gotta separately. say the right things. Yeah, he has yeah. to say the right things. I mean, you're looking at he learned to get from Derek, right? Yeah, oh no <laughs> You're looking to get maxed out, and you know that this is one guy who's aggressive. He like he'll go at all costs to make you know put his team in the best uh, position. So I mean, looking at that, and then looking at hey, you know, maybe Terry uh, Terry Rozier. You know, depending on what Danny Ainge just thinking, like hey, you know, we got a pretty solid point guard you know if things don't work out with Kyrie so I don't know I'm looking at that situation it makes sense for Kyrie to stay there will Denny Age give Kyrie max money money? that that's gonna be yeah that's gonna be be you think so (laughs) think about it I mean we 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 already know what type of talent Kyrie is that's unquestionable look we're talking about injury history like when we go back Kyrie's been
0: Every year. Every year. I have basically. not met anyone that believes in Kyrie more than this guy.
3: Yeah, I, and trust me, I love Kyrie's game, but when we're talking about injury history, that's something that factors in in those front office conversations. So yeah. I'm looking at that, and what is Kyrie, 25? Maybe it's yeah. a
0: three-year max. Yeah maybe, short, yeah, maybe. been doing those shorter maybe, contracts. Yeah,
3: I can't see them signing him for a five-year max, especially when we're talking about lower body injuries. Well, the thing with Kyrie, even with his injuries though, like... They're fluke injuries too. they fluke
1: injuries, but then he always come back and kill. Like, he never loses anything. Like, he's the only person I've ever seen who gotten hurt this many times and has remained as good and, in some cases, even better. Oh, yeah. You know I mean, what I'm saying? Like
3: his skill set is
1: not... Yeah, he has the game to, to do it. Yeah, like, yeah. so, I mean, you can kind of, like, it's like Rod Strickland almost. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's he's low to the ground his skill set is like crazy and you know injuries is something you got to deal with i think you get i mean i think that's the reality of today's nba everybody gonna get hurt yeah you know what i'm saying like your your best player is definitely gonna get hurt so i don't know man i i I think gms i would like to think they understand that i mean because you want to talk about max is somebody that's injury prone look at anthony davis right you know what i'm saying like ain't nobody gonna hesitate to throw the bag at him and obviously he hasn't been quite, you know, as hurt as much as Kyrie, but, I mean, Kyrie got championship experience, got a ring and everything like that. So, I don't know. I Like you said, nobody probably believes in him more than me and his daddy, probably. So, I definitely <laughs> think he's a max player, man. I think Boston, they got some good cooking up there. I don't know if they're going to hang on to uh, Terry Rozier. He's like, uh, he reminds me, I'm hoping he's not the dude that was backing up Russ. Oh,
3: Reggie Reggie. yeah, yeah, yeah. Reggie I'm, I'm
1: I'm really hoping he's not like him because I like his game a lot. but yeah. um, other than that, man, like they got a whip, so definitely best team in the East. Kyrie would be crazy to leave. Yeah, I agree with that.
3: Derek, you've had a career year so far. you
1: you led this Bulls team to the best record in the NBA. You are the youngest MVP in NBA history. And in a league of very valuable players, you are the most valuable. It is my pleasure to award to you the Kia NBA 2010-11 MVP trophy.
0: According to sources, and these sources are polls that were ran actually on ESPN 1000's website. And this started a Twitter, Black Twitter came out. I'll just say that Chicago <laughs> Twitter came out very hard. Here's the stuff I missed. Derek Rose, 79% of voters on the poll said that Derek Rose does not deserve to have his jersey retired by the Chicago Bulls. Who's surprised by that? Now, Mm. of course, I've always believed that the Derek Rose story, the narrative, and the point of view that is talked about has some racial undertones. You can't convince me otherwise. That's the nicest way I can put it. It has some slightly racial undertone. I'll just say it like this. He deserves to be up in the rafters. The relevance of this organization, post Michael Jordan, is only because of this guy. The only reason big time free agents even gave a meeting, let's go back to the summer of 2010, the only reason the big three were even thinking about coming here was because of the emergence of, or the promise of, Mm -hmm. Derrick Rose. I think on his birthday, you saw the love he got from D-Wade.
3: Yeah.
0: Posting videos like, "Geesh, this dude, yeah. LeBron James. Like, when they were in Miami, they knew, like, this dude is coming for us. And I think he was the anti-LeBron in exactly. that time. Yeah. A lot of people loved him for that. Mm-hmm. And with that, once he went away, it became a love fest in the NBA. Everybody wants to work out. Yep. Everybody wants to be cool with LeBron. Yeah, And you didn't have that guy that just flat out wanted to take LeBron out. yeah
3: I've had this argument I don't e- I don't even know who starts these things but if you want to talk about just a significant like impact you look at guys who are you know just getting their jerseys retired and when you look at the impact this guy had you know in just what three four years here in Chicago and Chicago hasn't had that type of feeling you know since 98 99 Like, nothing close to it. You know, even with the emergence of Jimmy Butler. Like, I always look at Jimmy, and you try to compare those two eras. As good as Jimmy became, he's nowhere near where Derrick Rose was 21, 22, 23 at all. He didn't carry carry the load that Derrick Safe to say he's
0: the third best player in the history of the organization.
3: Definitely. I mean, because, I mean, just going to United Center games now compared to back then, you know, just working there, there's a stark difference just in terms of energy. Like, and that's mainly because, like, on a night-to-night basis, you had no idea like you were going to leave there talking about what this guy did you know, the next morning or that night, I mean, and just the promise or even just to get close enough to where title expectations are legitimately and openly talked about like this franchise probably won't have anything like that probably for the next fifteen years. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean when you just look at impact, you look at relevance, everything. You look at what he did just internationally for still like below. the organization. Yeah. I mean, still this guy could still go over to China and make money. Yeah. Like there's there's no question in my mind that number one should be retired. It was almost like disrespectful when he did leave that guys were able to come in. A bum? Yes, I don't want to say a bum because no. I do respect anybody that makes the league. But the fact that guys are able to—I think two guys. It was Mike Carter, Williams, and it was somebody else. Uh, Anthony Morrow came in and immediately changed his number after he found out. Like the Anthony Morrow was cool about it. Yeah, he was just like, "What?" He's like, he went through that. He's like, "Okay, yeah, I got respect for Derek. I'm not gonna wear number one." Mike Carter, Williams was kind of like, "It's my number." I was like, "Yeah." All right, bro. Yeah. You signing
1: your yeah. own death
0: certificate yeah, here in
1: Chicago. I, mean. I would argue that, like you said, based on impact, I would say just being the youngest MVP ever, mm-hmm. in Change, my opinion. Changing the rules for young players to get paid. Nah, man. Like, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you can yeah, put that Derrick in there too. Like the Derrick Rose rule. I would argue that Derrick, for anybody who thinks that Derrick Rose should not have his number tied. I would argue, just based on that alone, he's more accomplished than two of them dudes hanging up there right now. And that's Jerry Sloan and Bob Love. I would argue that everything that he has contributed to Chicago basketball in his short time up until the knee injury qualifies him to have his number hanging up in the rafters, man, because why wouldn't you do it? Like, why wouldn't you do it? Like, like, you, you, like you said, you're not going to have another player like that for another 15 years. If that. If that. If ever at all. And... You know, the fact that the guy was homegrown. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's from here. Like, he's from the soil of Chicago. And, you know, like you said, the whole racial thing. Man, look, they're still talking about the ACT, fam. This man is 30 years old. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he's like, 30 years old. He's yeah. pounding hundreds of millions of dollars from playing basketball. And y'all still talking about that? Like, this, like, so... What's the criteria for having your number retired then? You know what I'm saying? Like, what, you had to take your own ACT test? Is that what it is? Like, you like you couldn't have went to a college and had your wins vacated because of some other stuff that you was... None of that has
0: anything to do with... These are the type of things that were tweeted out. Period. In defense of not retiring his number. The things that him and his brother Reggie Rose said. So? Yeah. His injuries and his unwillingness to play through them set the organization back five years. That That's the one thing that I don't... i never... Got it's him.
1: not a sprained ankle. How yeah, many times it's
0: I'm
3: not, and like, <laughs> and I, even
0: before that, yeah, I tell a lot this, of people. Tell before he story. got hurt, what was that? 2011. Yeah. The lockout. How many times he tried? He played I, through hamstrings. Yeah, and, and I tell and other people things. this.
3: Yeah. I never tell players. You never interfere with players who are going to play injured. There was one game in Milwaukee, and I think it was covering the game for uh, CSN Chicago. There couldn't stand up straight. He was having like real bad back spasms. That was a turf them. toe. No, this was back spasms. Back spasm. that, that led into so, and turf toe came The turf next. toe came was after it, that. After that? Okay. Yeah, and then they, it was like a sprain groin. But we're in Milwaukee, and this guy can't even stand up straight. He's getting treatment. I was like, you're not playing tonight, are you? He's like, no, nah, I'm playing. I was like, bro, you – why? This is Milwaukee. Right. This is at the time, like, Giannis isn't – like, I don't even think Giannis was there at that time. Or no, if Brandon, he was. Jen, yeah, it? that was Brandon Jennings. I was like, bro, you don't – like." No, like, you you guys are playing, like, back-to-back-to-backs. You guys are playing five games in eight nights. It was like a ridiculous schedule. It was like, bro, and everything is riding on you offensively. You don't need to play. And his whole mindset was to, I'm going to shut everybody up who had all all these questions about the MVP last year, and I'm trying to lead us to something. But I was like, bro, you – I said it to him three times. He still went out there and played during breaks in the game – He's getting stretched out. And then there was a game against New York, he's dealing with turf toe. He's dealing with the back thing. I think he's dealing – he, like, uh, like turned it – like, did pull this hamstring. That was the game Jeremy Lin came here, and he wanted to pretty much shut the Jeremy Lin, like, right. mania up. So he was playing, like, just pretty much to not only prove to himself, like, just to validate the MVP, but also just, like, letting everybody know – that dude i'm that dude yeah like i tell people this story there were there were point guards literally scared to play this dude absolutely like because they knew what was coming yeah i mean even still to this day like looking at him now like you still you see i don't want to say flashes because Derek can still get off like in Spurs, but you obviously don't have the same usage as you did back in chicago but we're talking about going back to that mvp campaign there were point guards scared to play him the same way point guards now They kind of know what to expect when they get from uh, when they're going against Westbrook. It was almost double that going against Derek, just because the way Derek moved, like there's nobody in the league. I think the closest comparison now that I, when I watch somebody play, I was like, man, he reminds me of Derek, is Dennis Smith Jr. from Dallas, just the way they move. But even Dennis, how athletic he is, nobody stops on a dime, contorts, moves like Derek did at all. I don't think we'll ever see like, a point guard move the way he did. So I never got the whole injury concern. Guy sits out with a torn ACL whose game pretty much has been predicated on being able to play that that kind of shifting, torquing style. Like, I never got, like, just our expectation. One thing that did um, – like, I think that Adidas campaign kind of made it look bad, the whole return series. So you built these expectations on him returning, and he didn't. But other than that, I don't get how fans can question a guy, like, wanting to sit out, you know, because of a serious, like, injury like that. So I never got that. If I was Derek, I wouldn't want my number hanging up here. The way, Not the way y'all played me, the way y'all <laughs> treated
1: me. That, that's just me. Like, nah, don't hang my jersey up there, man. Y'all kicked me to the curb and I'm from here. All I want all I want to do was win. I know he don't think like that, but that just be my yeah, that's
3: opinion. a guy who signed a five year max no no opt-out. Yeah. At twenty twenty-three. I yeah.
0: mean he's just a G for the way he handled it.
1: I mean I know he got mad. I mean, absolutely a lot of time. got mad. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. A lot absolutely, of times yeah. he got mad and cussed and you know said all types of stuff. But you know, publicly he kept it cool man. Yeah. And, you know I don't I don't think Derek is the type of person to, like really hold no grudges or nothing like that. I think, I think he get it and he understand. But I mean, if you ask him, obviously he'll say he deserved to have his number, you know, hanging up there and and have it retired. I don't know if the Bulls feel that way, and I think that's probably that's that just adds to that legacy of them not appreciating and respecting the greatness of the players that have come through there and helped to make that franchise what it is.
0: Yeah, I tell any fan, man, I hate to get biblical, but, you know, it's a passage where, you know, Jesus was talking to the Pharisees, and they were asking him who he was and questioning him about who he was, and his question back to them was, who do men say that I am? Right, exactly. And that's <laughs> the same thing I say to fans or anybody that doubts Derrick Rose. Who do the LeBrons, d mm-hmm. who do they say that this guy is? Mm-hmm. And if you go based upon what they say, hang that banner. Right up there with the championships and the likes of Sloan and uh, Bob Love, as BC said. Let's Aye, slide I respect them dudes. KD, right? Along with Kyrie, news about him possibly moving on. Also news today about Klay Thompson, according to sources, maybe ending up in Los Angeles where his father, Michael Thompson, won championships with the Los Angeles Lakers. He's still there, ESPN, LA, and also commentating on Lakers broadcasts. And then you have Draymond Green, I believe, who also is looking to get paid. Golden State Warriors going for four championships in five years. Uh, you have to expect wear and tear. Oh, yeah. You have to expect that this will be one of the most trying years, one of the most difficult journeys in this championship era that they've had out there. With all of that being said, when all the dust settles, who stays, who goes, and do they win it all? Are they about
3: to break this joint up? Yeah. <laughs> I do think they they win it all. The one thing that I do see, like if Draymond is expecting Max, I don't I don't know if they give that to him at all. And he's like probably one of the most integral parts there. We all see, you know, Steph, Clay, and you know just how prolific they are in terms of shooting. But when we look at what who's the engine, who's been the engine of that team, and just how you know, guarding one through five and just, you know, carrying the ball up and just all the little things that Draymond does, that's irreplaceable. So from his point from his standpoint, I definitely, you know, think he's gonna want the max. Like will they give him the max? I can't see that. And what then talk let's say if Cousins, when he does come back, Say if he regains form of you know the cousins we've seen the last two to three years, yeah. that makes it that makes the decision even tougher. It's like, hey, we love you, Draymond. Hey, thanks, but you know, we got a six foot eleven dude that can pass, shoot, like still better than you know any center in the West. Like, hey, it's interesting
0: because I don't think a lot of people. They overlooked it. That's an insurance policy.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. On the I cheap mean, you boogie? cheap boogie, cheap premium, yeah. pit stop.
1: I don't
0: think he's going to be there. You don't think he wants to be there? Not want. I think he's going to, you know. Um. But if everybody's leaving or well, they break it up, I mean, what's the incentive to stay? You know what I'm saying? Like,
1: if you're if you, if you talking about Clay might be gone. Draymond already said he not taking less.
3: I think Clay stays. I think I don't know why they. Let's well, just say. I mean,
1: let's just say if Clay breaks out, Draymond said, "I'm out." Yeah, before it was
0: anything, it was the Splash Brothers, so yeah. I can definitely see KD. That's stand.
1: Like what you stand for. Yeah. I mean, you know these teams. More shots. I mean, I guess, but I mean, you know, these these championship kind of teams like that, they all have a shelf life on them, and you know, once. Once you've achieved your goal of winning a championship multiple times, then it's like, what are you still doing it for? Like well like like at what like you gotta start chasing something else. And, you know, for some guys it's gonna be money, for other guys it's gonna be their own team. Um, so I don't know, I mean, we know one person ain't going nowhere, that's stuff. Yeah. Like that's a fact. So it's like, what do you do now? But I mean, I'm of the opinion that K D is gonna bounce. I think Draymond is out, and if you lose K D and Draymond, and even if you retain Steph, Clay, and Boogie, Jordan Bell, you know what I'm saying. Like you got to start looking at that bench, and you got to start, you know, like who else can you plug in? Because you lose those two guys, man. You you lost a lot. Yeah. So and I mean, and that's irreplaceable. And then what do the Golden State Warriors look like then at that point? You know what I'm saying? So it's a it's gonna be a real interesting this season. I don't, I don't necessarily think it's gonna be interesting. I think most people got them as a favorite to win the championship again. But
0: next summer will be very interesting. That wraps up our first segment right here. According to Sources, when we come back, yeah, hold Up. It's a new segment we got. Check it out. And I'm going to have to throw my boy BC under the bus to jump it off (laughs) for the premiere. Of Hole Up right here. According to Sources, Chris Case and Brian Crawford, Sean Day. You're listening to According to Sources with BC, SD, and C4. Right here on A2S Network. But wait,
1: hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold
3: on, hold on. You say, yo, hoe boy. What? Yo, whole
0: boy. What? According to sources, we are back. This is our segment, Hold Up, where basically someone said something, did something, and we're like, hold up. I disagree. Let me check you. Let me mic check you. And I'm going to jump it off. Conversation with my guy, Brian Crawford, about two weeks ago. And he just slides in in the middle of us talking about AD, possibly coming to the Chicago Bulls. He slides in. Well, is is AD top five? And then he doubles down on that and says, well, Kyrie's definitely top five. And I would take Kyrie over AD. Oh. And. I said that? Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you said that. You said that. And then you start to break down the skills. Like Kyrie is more skilled. No, I thought we were talking about centers. No, we could pull it up. We could pull, pull it I up. Thought we, I thought we were talking about big man. I. I but, but at the center of that, at the center of that, leave AD out, the fact that you said Kyrie Irving is a top five player, that's what stuck out to me. Yeah. To me? In your mind. I tell you, no one believes in Kyrie Irving Yeah, I think— And I, you said, name five players. That's how we got started. Name, yeah, name five, five players. I, and and what? then we went on to the series. Who did I give you, you? I gave you?
1: I gave you Steph. I think I gave you like two or I th- Katie, three. I said KD, LeBron, Steph. KD, LeBron, and Steph. And then I went Kyrie. I think we had him. Bang on the conversation. He threw in Harden.
0: Uh, yeah, I had Kyrie. I forgot who else And I we had. threw in AD. Yeah. He was top five, right? We said that was top five, and you were like, no, I think you put Kyrie over AD and bumped him out the top five, and then we started talking about the skill sets of big men, and you said Boogie had a better better skill set than AD from a shooting, passing standpoint. That's semantics. Is Kyrie Irving a top five player in the NBA? No. Hold up. Hold up, BC. No? No. Nah. All right. No. Who,
3: who's the... Like who? Who's the top five? I mean, what?
1: Okay, the, the obvious, said three. The obvious Steph, three. Steph, Bron, KD, KD, Bron. Then who you got? AD. Anthony Davis. Right.
3: I know That's somebody four. brought up Giannis. Do, do we really? You do we doesn't. really got? You know, I, I know. You know, this guy's one. He's been back to back MVP, and I love Steph. Is he really top three? Steph. Yes. Mm, I, hey. Is he really top mm, three? Hey. When we talk we can about, put it on the table. That's we a talk, legitimate I mean, question. he's a like. I've had, I've had generational my... shooter. But when we, you talk about LeBron, KD, AD, like those are those guys don't come around often.
0: I think people just give him a pass and automatically put him in there.
3: Yeah, I don't, and that's because what of the accomplishments. Yeah, but you remember, like, that's kind of been like why guys have kind of felt like, hold on, this guy's gotten like all this shine that quick, and right. you know, really hasn't gone through. I mean, we could talk about his injury history, or anything, but we talk about, I don't know, I just can't put him in the top three. You know, just with those three players, I'm just trying to think. Like, I don't know, BC,
0: but, you believe you would you take Kyrie over Steph?
1: Yeah. I would I mean and you know and not even like the injuries aside like I I just think I don't know it's the just, 15 finals is,
0: proved it for you I mean
1: it's just something about Kyrie's game that appeals to me you know and it's not that I don't you know and I get accused of being the Steph hater all the time I'm not I'm not as convinced or sold on Steph as a lot of people might be um because I think Steph obviously has a great team around him Whereas I think Kyrie really and truly was in a LeBron situation where it was just those two dudes and they had to carry the load. And, you know, you've seen Kyrie carry the load a lot. And I don't know, like, watching the finals last year, how many what how many 30-point games does Steph have and it didn't even seem like that? He had, like, three of them or something like that. Sometimes he gets lost in the sauce, you know what I'm saying, Well, his... His thirty and his thirty five don't feel the same as the thirty and thirty five that Kyrie gives. He definitely
0: blood. struggled in Game Three. You know, yeah.
1: yeah. So he I mean, I struggled in Game Three. You know, I I don't know, man. I'm I'm very I don't even know how, how how I could describe myself about Steph. I'm like indifferent. Like I appreciate what he does, but I just don't see him through the same lens as everybody. Would else. you take
0: Kyrie over Harden? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well. Um, I told you, he believes in Kyrie more than anybody I've ever met. Well, I mean,
1: James Harden ain't never won. I've seen James Harden quit. I don't care what nobody say.
0: James Harden did have an opportunity to submit his legacy in that Game 7 of the Western Conference. I mean, but even
3: when we go back to Kyrie, we can always say, Kyrie had LeBron, and that's. That's, he's gonna be kind of great at, I'm not gonna say like closely, but it's kind of like the Pippen syndrome. Like your greatness is kind of taken for granted because you played next to a great player. Like a, you know, once in a generation type player.
1: Here's what I can say about Kyrie that I can't say about them other two. I've never seen Kyrie not show up in a big game. I can't think of one time that Kyrie has not shown up in a big game. And to me, like, that that stuff matters. You know what I'm saying? Like, game seven, James Harden, come on, man. I think he that's happened, what, twice in his career? Maybe mm-hmm. two or three times already? Like, in the biggest game of, like, the season, career. Was that the game six against San
0: Antonio? Yeah, I mean,
3: we can even go back to...
0: Uh, you know what I'm saying? OKC. Yeah. KC, right, yeah. When they I mean, you want to talk about
1: when he... Yeah, in the finals mm-hmm. against, against Miami, no show. You know what I'm saying? Like, so... Them type of things, I don't, you know, I don't forget those. And I'm not one of those people that get hung up on like regular season stuff. Cause like I've seen enough regular season basketball to understand what the difference is between that and the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I put way more stock in the playoffs. So keeping it in that perspective in the playoffs, I ain't never seen Kyrie not show up in a big game. So that to me, that counts a lot.
3: So he's top five. But but once a, I'm going the, back to this conversation. Once I again, had we've never seen Kyrie in the playoffs without two three. Without two three. Without two, three. It's true. There's there's a lot. There's a lot. When you, when all you have to do, Kyrie's one of the best scoring guards in the league. But when you got two three next to you, a lot of stuff is taken, you know, off your plate. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, like I said, I agree with you. I love Kyrie's game, but like I said, you still play next to two, three.
0: I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, a lot of people sneak Giannis into that top five. Uh, I, I, still
3: can't, I can't.
0: Has this game plateaued? There? It's like, I, what's the next step? Because I feel like we know who he is, mm-hmm. and we know he can dominate and be a top ten player, yeah. without question. Everybody keeps saying like, you need a jump shot, you need a jump shot. If it's he like, getting the shoot, is that it thing. just
1: that? Yeah, if he getting the shooting that thing, it's over. Me personally, because he got everything else. You know what I'm saying? He's like. It's that simple. I mean, he's a much more athletic version, Very obviously shorter than like Porzingis. Like, it's kind of like the exact same thing, except Porzingis is a better shooter, but, you know, obviously not quite the athlete, but rebound, block shots, you know what I'm saying, make plays. Giannis can obviously run the floor and handle the ball. The only thing he's missing is a jump shot. What hurts Giannis is where he plays. Yeah. yeah, You know what I'm
3: saying? Like, yeah. it's yeah. Milwaukee. Giannis reminds me a little bit, I'm surprised the comparisons aren't there, but a little bit of a, you could say, a more aggressive Pippin. Hmm. You know, just based on length, what he can do on both sides of the ball. I don't know as far as his game plateau, because I even look at, there are certain guys you say, if he had this, he would hit the next level. But when you look at the way the game is played, nowadays. It's kind of soft. So even if teams are backing off away from them, like, let's give them like, five feet. Let's play them like, five feet away from the three-point line. That's more a driving range. And this Mm -hmm. guy is long. So we're talking about, you're going to give this guy a driving edge. You're going to give this guy a lane to the basket. And all it takes is one dribble. He's at the cup. So I don't think, like, certain players, they're so good at one thing that they do that all that time you put into this one thing that you need to get better at, can you translate that to the game option? I mean, that, that's, that's kind of what separates good from great is being able to take something that you learn, implement it into actual game. There's very few players that that do that. So yeah. I just look at when the game starts, like basically it's muscle memory. I know how I'm going to get my points. I right. know how I'm going to score. Am I really going to settle for like a a twenty three footer, if I'm Giannis, and all I I know, all I have to do is it's one thing I've been doing, yeah. I put the ball. I mean,
1: I mean, you know what? The fact that we can't even like come up with a consensus top five is an indictment I mean, on the game. And then
0: out of sight, out of mind, we haven't even mentioned Kawhi. No, was he top five before he got injured?
3: He was never top five. I anymore. think the wow. the jury is kind of out
0: on okay. him just being in that
3: Spurs system. We all know how good. You know, he is, but I think he still has that stigma that, hey, guy, you was a byproduct of he, the system. He played next to a Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, and then Who he was a Hall of Fame coach. Yeah. And now I think last year would have proved a lot. It's, and then going back to the previous year where he got hurt, last year he hurt himself a little bit just with, you know, there was no certainty of what the injury was. Right. I think this year could be like that bounce back year would have given him opportunities like, all right, Kawhi is – you know nice because there's still that stigma right like dude you're just a byproduct of the system I mean but I don't think he makes
0: Toronto any better than what they was with DeMar Rosa. wow Mike Budenhoser great offensive mind yeah does he help and facilitate the raising of the game of Giannis just putting <sighs> him in different spots and <laughs> yeah but that's the thing you're, you're putting guy in a
3: new situations is that a good thing or is that a just let Bad Giannis man. be honest. Yeah, let Giannis be honest. We look at just his development. I mean, it came from Kier saying, Hey, I don't know where the hell I'm gonna put this guy. I'm gonna give him the ball.
1: And that's the problem. He's an
3: impossible player to build around. He is. Like cause you don't know what we And know he can he's do everything. At. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> you know what, what do we add around yeah. him? Like, what do you do, we, do? Do we we got Chris Middleton, we got we got shooters around him, but you know, is that necessarily what's what's gonna like Take you guys to the next, to the next level. level. Yeah, it's certain players like that that they're that damn good and just complete their anomalies. Also, like how do you build around them, like Russell th- Westbrook? Yeah, it's just like like how do you how do we build around you to complement you? But you know, still knowing that I don't know. That's that's very that's ethical. this position is basketball BS.
0: Next up, it's time for our NBA predictions for the season. We'll get into it coming up, according to sources. Chris Kaysen, Brian Crawford, Sean Davis right here. You're listening to According to Sources with BC, SD, and C4 right here on A2S Network. Welcome back. According to Sources, time for our NBA predictions. So we're going to give you our rookie of the years. We're going to give you our conference champions. And then eventually we're going to give you... The NBA champion. So let's start with the NBA rookie of the year. Is it hands down for you? Is it Aiden? Everybody, some love for Doncic. I think Doncic is getting a lot of love for rookie of the year. He's going to have the ball in his hands a lot out in Dallas.
1: Man, hell, if I know. I'm going to be honest with you. I have no
0: idea who's going to do what. I'm going to go ahead and take a, I'm going to step out, jump out on a limb, take a dark horse. All right. I talked about him earlier I'll in the, in the podcast. I'm just going to go ahead and take Kevin Knox. He has the opportunity with Porzingis out. Yeah, I think he's gonna get the touches. I think he's gonna average. I'll say seventeen, eight, something like that. He's in New York. If he does seventeen and eight in New York,
1: he'll be there at the end of the year. Then I'll go dark horse too.
0: Who's the Bridges kid in Charlotte? Mikhail Bridges. That dude is a monster. Not, that's not no, that's not Mikhail. No, that's a rookie for Charlotte from Michigan State Miles Bridges Miles Bridges. Bridges Beast Watch out for him
1: man
3: like going go dark dark horse Kim Miles Kim Bridges Walker, huh Walker still got that ball in his hand Yeah I know I know but and Malik man, Malik Monk is over there too That's true Yeah
1: yeah Malik yeah Monk that's true I don't know man it, it, like Malik Monk has been looking good too Yeah in yeah. preseason we'll He's yeah, he going to shoot it, the hell out of he the will ball get too his shots So all right so let me rethink that I think um, I, you know what this ain't really dark cross but i say Bagley in Sacramento. Mm. Because I think he going to get all the damn shots out there, man. Like, like who is he competing with? Uh, De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox. Fox. Bogey will get some shots. And yeah. uh, who else? is? Who's the kid and on the way? Buddy wing? Hill. Buddy Hill. Buddy Hill. Man, he's like, he walked into the gym as the best player on that team. So I think um, I think a lot of it will run through him. Um, if he don't get hurt... I probably say Bagley. I think he had the best rookie season.
3: I'm not sold on Doncic, so I am not. Yeah, no. I'll go. I'll go dark horse too. Even though I believe Aiden is probably the favorite. I'm gonna go Trey. I'm gonna go Trae Young. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah real that's dark a dark, dark horse. horse. I'm gonna go that's real dark, dark horse. Hell just because. No. Just because <laughs> I mean, if we're gonna look at numbers at the end of the season, let's take away shooting percentage. Are you, are you, everything. Okay. Yeah and just focus on numbers, the one, the only concern I have with him is injuries just because just looking at summer league and just the way the preseason has been, this is a guy who's going to get knocked down a lot. I mean, a lot. I mean, he's very, like, even if he does add size, like, later on, like, this is a guy who's still, you know, maybe six feet, so he definitely has to find different ways to be able to get his uh, shot off. Is he six feet? He can yeah, he's, he's basically temper but, he, <laughs> yeah, he just doesn't have, so he needs to add, like, shiftiness to it because this, he's just... And he's
1: he not going to be shooting 50-footers
3: neither. No, like, no, that's, no, that's one happen. thing that I hope they, they do temper down, but I, when you look at, like, who's he competing with shots for in Atlanta? Nobody. And, exactly, and the ball is in his hands, yeah. so... So the rookie of the year is
1: going to be this year's uh, empty stat award because (laughs) everybody's going to be putting up ridiculous numbers and
0: they ain't going to win a game. Let's go to the conferences. Let's start in the East. LeBron has gone out to the West. Most people are referring to it as the least. But, I mean, up top, you probably have at least three teams that could be considered top five teams in the NBA when you look at Toronto, Philly, and Boston, depending upon the point of view of the person that's – you're talking to. I don't count Toronto. You don't count Toronto, Mm-mm. so they have no chance of coming out of the East.
1: Nope. We seen that movie how many times? And like I said, I don't think I don't think Kawhi Leonard gives them any more of an advantage over. He's in, not not even better DeRozan. than DeRozan. I mean, statistically, I feel like De- DeMar DeRozan is probably better. I think Kawhi Leonard brings more versatility in terms of the things that he can do on the floor, but. Impacting wins and losses, I think it's a wash. I don't I don't I don't see him being like a difference maker in Toronto. So and it, and I feel like they're trying to break that team so up. So is
0: it a consensus? We're talking Boston coming out of the East? It's Boston Philly for me. Yeah, it's Boston be Philly battle.
3: Boston Philly. And I think just if we're gonna go dark course, I'm looking Indy. at Indy. Yeah, at Indy. I'm looking forward to seeing
0: the encore for Victor. Yeah, me too.
1: Yeah me too. I would i would i would like to think last season when the flute um because that dude didn't, didn't he lead the league in steals uh-huh. last year you know what I'm saying? heck of a all-star. squad on 2k too yeah like all-star <laughs> most improved player you know things like that man like he was on his way to becoming a journeyman you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like he was on his what third team, fourth yeah. team. yeah um you know things like that can turn a guy's just confidence level around just you know oh, yeah. just belief Yeah, he, always, so,
0: he talks about that season with russ yeah. Like what it did for him. Like yeah, And like it I actually thought he that. played good down there, you know what I'm saying? He but did. it was just like I mean, you got you're playing with a guy you're playing who with Russ, though.
3: Basically kinda does the same yeah. things that You do. You, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: So now that he has his own team, um, you know, I think I think we've moved on from any hope of Miles Turner being anything. So, um, you know, it pretty much runs through Oladipo. You're just going to slide that disc right on yeah, him there, huh? just a settle. you just going to kill subtle. him like that, right? What is Softly. he doing? What is, what is he, he doing? What
3: is Miles? This is his fourth
1: <laughs> year? Yeah. What is he doing? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's be real. Like, let's be honest. Like, we don't... You know, we've been doing this long enough to where we could just say this stuff and whatever. So, yeah, nah, I'm not sold. So.
0: Western Conference, man. LeBron's in La La Land. All the hustle and bustle will be out there, but... When we look at the nook and crannies of the Western Conference, highly competitive, is it top-heavy? And is it really just about Houston and Golden State going back at it
3: when it's all said and done? Oh, yeah. I mean, I do think a few teams are going to take, like, step-backs just because of, you know, injuries and just other issues. Like, you know, Milwaukee – I mean, uh, Minnesota, of course. San Antonio uh, definitely is going to take a step back –
0: you know, who else is I Denver the biggest tease out there? I think so. Because Denver, of talent, people want to say, man, this team could be just top three, talent, top four. Denver is
3: supposed, like, supposed to be what Utah is. Yeah. You know, just with the collection of young talent over there, I just don't know what the exact plan is over there. You're building around a, you know, a seven-foot center who can stretch the floor, You know, one of the best big man passers in the game. But like we said, we get to the question of how do you build around that? What complements that type of player if he's your cornerstone? There, the I think the weakest link in Denver is probably Jamal Murray.
1: I'm not really convinced he's the point guard that you need for what it is you're trying to do out there. Is
3: he a point guard? Yeah, that's the other question. You know what I'm saying? uh, Like that's the other
1: question. Yeah. And, they, like, they're interchangeable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they, they're they basically wing players. Don't
3: they got IT up there? Yeah, yeah. IT is over there now, and it's going to be – I already know what's on. It's my <laughs> – Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm, trying to, yeah. I'm so, trying to get that back. Yeah, man.
1: So, I, I mean, Denver, on paper, talent-wise, they got a lot of pieces, man. I just – I've seen enough of them over the last couple of years to, like, not be sold on them at all. Like, yeah. I'm, like th- – didn't they miss the playoffs, like, the last – how, how they they missed say, the, the,
3: yeah, they were very close um last year. They're always like one of those yeah. teams that are right there. Yeah, like, they, the the they like lost, they always miss the playoffs. They lost to Minnesota. Minnesota yeah. yeah. And
1: game that, what, game eighty two? Yeah, and last game of the season. Yeah, yeah. play in game. And yeah. the same thing happened to them like the year before, right? Like yeah. they came within like a game or two. Yeah. Um and I think I think that may have to do with Jokic a lot. because um, I don't I don't know if you could really you can win games, obviously, but I don't know if you can compete at a high level if that's your number one option you know i think I think they have to put some people around him, and i mean even you know even with all of the things that he's able to do, I don't know if he's that dude that can put you on your back- you know put a team on on his back and like get them where they're trying to go, so yeah. man, I'm not sold on them. I think the Lakers will probably be bottom four the top eight, six seven, eight somewhere in that spot, but it's still. Golden State and Houston.
0: So, right now, we just fast forward to June. We're looking at, what, Boston, Golden State? Yeah. The consensus final? I believe so. Help permitting,
3: I I don't see, you know, even with... You don't think Boston can take them down? Yeah, I do. Of course, we have have to see how the
0: plays out, injuries. You
1: got Boston? Yeah, I got Boston winning it all. I think, think, you know, Golden State's biggest challenge this year is going to be burnout.
3: Complacency. Yeah,
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm not sure, like... If they get that far, because of everything that Boston went through last year with the injuries and like that run that they made, them boys is hungry, They're man. Hungry. And, and I don't oh, know. Oh yeah. If, <laughs> and I just know Kyrie
3: is licking his chop to get back at And Stops. they got,
1: I mean, you talk about like a whip. Dolls. If they don't have to they don't if if they don't change anything on that team, like we know the Golden State is top heavy. You know what I'm saying? You got Steph, you got KD. Um, you know, you got Clay, you got Draymond, and then Boogie. He'll come along. what we're looking at Boogie like second half of the season, mm-hmm. man. But then after that, you can't name none of them dudes. Jordan Bell, Kevin Looney. I mean, that's nothing when you got Jaylen still, Brown. Still, yeah, Livingston. Oh, man, they still got Terry Rozier. They still got Jaylen Brown. That off. Man, something. they got.
0: Uh, you got them. Yeah, because I seven. look at
3: Boston like 10 deep man. when you talk, but he, when it, we all know when it gets to the playoffs, it's a game seven more than likely yeah. will be
0: in Boston Garden. Yeah, that's true. Or
3: TD Water. I mean, but yeah. we
0: talk about,
3: you know, depth, you know, is good for the regular season so your starters don't get, you know, burnt out, yeah. you're not playing 10 deep in the playoffs. They got all. a solid eight. Yeah, they got a solid eight. But even then, we're talking about when we look at the composition of these two roster who's the one dude KD's that you can that say killer. nobody can mess with like you can kind of say uh Steph Kyrie they're gonna cancel each other out nobody's really stopping either or you're looking at Jalen Brown and Tatum Tatum definitely is the higher like of the offensive but you're looking at what Clay brings what Tatum brings they can kind of cancel each other out there's no, who? Who's Gordon Katie?
1: Gordon Hayward. But see, but see, that's the thing though. Like I don't, I don't even know if it's, if it's even about canceling anybody out because Boston got so much they can throw at you. They got so many looks they can throw. Yeah, they might not go ten deep in the playoffs consistently, but there'll be some nights they might. You know what I'm saying? But they, I feel like Brad Stevens will have him a solid seven to eight guys, and you know Steve Curry will be in a situation. Like he's been in the last couple years, where he gotta play them guys a lot of minutes. Like you're not gonna be able to stagger them like that when you got Boston throwing all this that you know what I'm saying? It's gonna to be tough, man. So I think I don't I don't necessarily think Kerr will if they make it to the finals, I don't think Steve Kerr will get out coached. But I just think he just won't have the, the the personnel
3: that Boston got. i was gonna say Golden State has that get, they got seven one cheat code,
1: yeah, over there. Hey, that's fine, man. But <laughs> them boys got yeah,
0: Post,
3: they
1: yeah, they got a whip. they got true. And no. I like Tatum. I think. I think. I don't know. I think I'm looking for Tatum to make a big step this year.
0: Well, no matter which way you lean on this, it's, it's going to shape up to be a fantastic final. We hope that so. Those yeah. teams face. So. And I, cause cause I last, definitely see seven games. Last two. Last years, two years man. has been block. Yeah, block. Yeah. All right, man. We get ready to close it out. We'll be back. According to sources, when we come back, our commentary on the difference between David Stern and the current NBA. We'll get down to it right here, According to Sources. Welcome back to According to Sources. Sean Davis, Chris Casey, and Brian Crawford. We talked about, before we started the podcast, what David Stern did for the NBA, the globalization of the NBA, and what Adam Silver's purpose and his mandate for the NBA is the difference what the game was and what it's become and BC you talked about how it's upset you
1: yeah i'm not um i'm not as big a basketball fan as i was before i've probably in the last 3 or 4 years i've probably watched less basketball than i have in the last 15 um and i think it's because david stern was very much responsible for taking the game globally, and the way he was able to grow the game and market it and promote it was obviously through the best players like Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewan, with Mike being the biggest, but he sold the competition of it, you know what I'm saying, Like he sold the competition of the game, he sold the physicality of the game, that style of basketball that he sold influenced those European players to where, you know, we had those influx of Euro guys come in and make a big splash in the NBA because they wanted to compete against the best players in the world because you could watch those guys and you could see the competition. That's what Stern's mandate was. To me, and the disconnect with Adam Silver and what I believe his mandate is, is that he wants to make the game more entertaining. So you take the competition part of it out and you raise the entertainment level of it. So now you got conversations of trying to, for the basketball game within to a certain time slot, you know what I'm saying? And so in order for you to do that, you got to tweak certain rules and this, that, and the other. And I think, you know, even with the whole Jimmy Butler situation, they like, like with me saying it stays, like that felt like it was wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Like that felt like that was just kind of like hyping up the NBA season, got everybody talking about it. And I think that's kind of what the aim and the objective is with Adam Silver is to take this product and make it more entertaining and, at, to the detriment of the competition, you know all these guys are friends now. They are hanging out. You watch their Instagrams and all this other stuff. It's like I liked when guys didn't really like each other. You know what I'm saying? That's I thought right. they, I, you know I thought I thought that made the games better. And even if they did like each other, I didn't know about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't see it. You know I they might have hung out into something. I didn't care. All I know is when Mike put on his uniform and Gary Payton put on a, his uniform, they was going at it. You know what I'm saying? You could see the competition. I don't see that anymore. So, to me, that's like a turnoff. Like, cause, cause, I don't. I basketball is not entertainment for me. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's the thrill of the competition of going up. Somebody that's better than you and knocking off that, you know, that dude. That's the whole Derrick Rose conversation. Everybody got mad at him because he didn't want to play with LeBron. He wanted to beat LeBron and like yeah, didn't recruit. Yeah, LeBron. he didn't recruit. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So that's. That's where I'm at with the game now, and that's just kind of what the turnoff for
3: me is. It's just just too much entertainment. Yeah, I mean, it looks just like, you know, when we look at now, quote-unquote, positionless basketball. That's basically, you know, positions were basically created so people could identify, you know, certain things. And now the game is more fluid now so anybody can watch it and really know what's going on because there's no there's nothing technical involved anymore like the fundamentals are kind of slowly but surely start to be you know drained out of the game we even look at now how that's influenced the way kids are playing what kids are working on now like going to high school games now it's not like it used to be so it's affected almost everything now because the game is more layups and threes now it's basically become a layup line like we look at some of the rule changes defense really doesn't matter anymore like defensive players really like don't matter anymore because you're going to still need to be able to shoot like a corner three like when (laughs) anthony roberson gets back to okc i was like man what this guy got paid but we look at three years from now how valuable is he going to be to okc with the way the game is going now if he can't shoot yeah. if he's shooting 30 percent from the free throw line mm-hmm. and he's shooting you know 20 from the three-point line so um just to go on with bc said like it is about entertainment now it's all about access it's you know you have to make it relatable to almost everybody but like with that comes you're, you're losing, you know, the competition part, just like with the Jimmy Butler story, like going into, you know, practice, talking stuff like that. You really don't see that on the court anymore because those are texts now. Right. Like, so the game is it's softer now because y- you want to eliminate some of the stuff that made the game what it was and you want it to be this kind of cookie cutter thing so everybody can relate to it. But, you know, with that comes the loss of basically what, you know, basketball, quote-unquote, purists love to see out of that. All these guys, you can't stop guys from being friends, you know, just with the way AAU, you know, has things, you know, these uh, sneaker camps. All these guys grow up playing against one another, so when they get, you know, to the league, they basically, we've known each other. we played on the same team. We've played, we've you know, been in the same camp, stayed at the same hotel, so there's no animosity there. Like, I can't name any guys coming into the league right now where we know, like, say if you got a number one guy, and number two guy, is that number two guy really going to go at that number one guy that hard? Like, if he's grown up with him, like, that, that's lost now.
1: And that's the other problem that you mentioned. Like, not only is the league, like, pushing entertainment, you got these players who are more into it for the lifestyle that oh, basketball yeah. brings them mm-hmm. in terms of the actual... In, in, instead of the actual competition of the game. You know, like, I I watch these young kids and I listen to them talk. And the only thing they're talking about is what they're going to do when they get paid.
3: You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, like, I tell and, people this all the time. That's There's it. only probably, you know, I would say 5% of the guys in the league right now that actually have it in the forefront of their minds of legacy championships and how I'm gonna be remembered 20, 30, 40 years after I'm done playing the game. The rest of these guys, you look at the situations they grew up in and you look at, they might not even love the game, but mm-hmm. hey, I'm six foot nine, I'm explosive. Like, I might've wanted, wanted to be like a firefighter or something, but <laughs> my family said no. Right. <laughs> like, hey, you in this gym, you're shooting, you waking up at four in the morning, you're running these heels, you're shooting these threes. Like, so a lot of these guys, like, having these expectations and all of this pressure of, like, just taking care of the family placed on them. So, I mean, you can kind of see it from that aspect, just from, like, hey, this guy has a gift. So, you know, basically, you know, he has the physical attributes, so go out and play. But it does, it starts to show a little bit now yeah. when we look at, like... How many of these guys love basketball? Yeah, when you look at guys' on Instagram, like, yeah. all right, like, okay, you got a nice outfit. Like, how, yeah. how many hours are you in the gym? Like who, who who was it you that told
1: me like Denzel Valentine had a stylist as a rookie? As rookie, like come on man, you a rookie. A break, yeah. dude. Like what is like
0: styling what?
1: Like come on man, like what you doing? Right. And like, what do you need that for? You should be wearing sweats every damn day because you should be in that you gym. you you in and out rookie. the gym. You, you know what I'm thousand, saying, thousand, you yeah. right? A rookie. You're a rookie. You ain't got time to dress up. You're getting donuts. Yeah. Tomorrow. You know, <laughs> and and the last piece of that is I think all of this has worked to rob. At least for me, some of the joy of the game is because all of this has created a fan that is, for lack of a better term, dumber than they were before. Like you know what I'm saying? Like these fans don't really know because the product is the of same the game, no matter where you, know you look. What I'm saying? Like they don't understand the essence of the game. So, yeah. and really and truly, all, the only thing they know is what they read, and what mm-hmm. they read is like people who shape in these entertainment narratives about this game, and they're Absolutely. trying to fit it into this neat little box. And so, when you come with something. When you start t- having conversations from an actual knowledge perspective, that gets frowned upon because like, nah, this ain't what we're talking about, because that's not how it goes. And so it's almost become like a I don't know, man, like a like a bougie ass club that I don't even want to go to no more. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? Like that like like that's what it's become for me. So But it was the low key spot yeah, it was popping. Yeah. yeah right, when everybody right. else. When it was a hole down. in the wall right. and, and yeah. it was jamming, but then everybody else found out it was popping, and now it's like you know, the hole in the wall and it turns into, like, a big old building in the back. Now, everybody else can come in and they ain't fun no, no more, man. So,
3: at... 15 to 20 years from now, I see just box scores with 180s to one oh, 170s. No yeah. question. Yeah. yeah, just with the way the game is going now. I think something... A bunch of all-star games. Yeah. I'm, I'm, after night. Something's going to have to change eventually just because you can't have a league to where, like, there's no suspense at yeah. all, especially when it's like created and created self suspense, like just like with Golden State. I mean, that's almost like a once in a lifetime thing to where you're able to establish it, that type of talent the way that they have, and you know, getting Katie over there put them way over the top of everybody else. But that's a rare that, that yeah. whole roster is a rare. Flag. Yeah, that's a, yeah, <laughs> that's a rarity. But Ugh. you know, when you start to have like two or three, four teams with three all stars, then I think it comes to point like, all right, like hold on, we're gonna have to step back and, you know, find a way to get control of this. Because fifteen to twenty years from now, I see the game with the way the rules are being changed. We're basically gonna see a product to where we're just watching layups, dunks. Yeah,
0: with all that being said, in fifteen to twenty years Most people are saying that the NBA will become the number one game worldwide replacing the NFL. Oh, I do see that. So from a business standpoint, they feel like they're on on track. Yeah, absolutely. I don't see myself being interested. (laughs) (laughs) That's according to sources, man. Sean Davis, Brian Crawford, BC. What are you working on, man? I know you're doing some stuff over at the final call.
1: Man, man, I'm doing stuff that's totally not basketball related, man. Everything social, you know, social, social justice, socially active. I'm in the streets telling these stories, man, like... I still follow the game. I still keep up with, you know, my brothers, you know, Chris and everything that they writing. The only thing I don't—I swear to God, this past season, the only reason I knew anything that was going on because I was reading these dudes, man. I'm, I'm going to open
0: up a BC Burner <laughs> account. <laughs> <laughs> and just post as BC. just yeah. BC. Yeah, just antagonize yeah. people. C4, I know you're doing stuff with GQ over the summer. Great stories, one-on-ones. What else are you going to be working on during the season? Uh, Of course, covering the Bulls. Yeah,
3: definitely. Some stuff with uh, Bleacher Report um, and just a a bunch of other publications. Uh, The Score is one of them. Um, Yeah, but just basically, you know, with GQ, I'm like one of the main writers now for just, you know, talking to athletes, entertainers about – Nutrition, diet, things like that. With Bleach Report, I'll be doing some Bulls coverage. Um, the Score also i will be doing some NBA stuff over there. So, you know, just basically trying to find, craft, create stories, and, you know, just great content now instead of just the
0: usual stuff we're seeing out here. All right, just three dudes that came from the game, been in the game, trying to give you the game right here, according to sources. See you next week.